Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Level Up Chips. My name is Michael Gonzalez, and I am joined by my lovely co-host, Max Logan. How you doing there, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, tired, because it's just that part of the semester, but yeah. Yeah, it's actually coming to the uh, twilight days of uh, us at CMU. Yep, undergrad. Um, yeah, we're, we're pretty much uh, almost done in like two weeks. Yeah, but so, hey, we'll still be in Mount Pleasant for the summer, pretty much. So. Oh yeah, uh, if anything, uh, hopefully this this uh, whole podcast will be able to live later on. Um, but but I think next week may be our uh, final episode. Perhaps. Um, yeah, we'll have to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but for now, we we do have some news. Yeah. Uh, so this one's kind of a uh, an interesting one. Uh, this guy, a hacker. Uh, named Gary Bowser was yeah. released from prison, but he still owes Nintendo ten million dollars in debt. So yeah. it seems as though he is going to be paying it off for the rest of his life, unless he somehow makes like an exorbitant amount of money. But considering how uh, the luck of convicts is when they get out of prison with, like, the job market. It's not going to look Yeah, good. it do- doesn't look great for them. Unfortunately. It's really unfortunate, too, because Nintendo is allowed to take 25 to 30% of, of his... Bowser's monthly income. Yep. For the rest of his life. For the rest of his life. I just got to say, that, uh, how, how are you feeling about that? Especially since, uh, you know, this is a big company that a lot of people like, but... Oh, I gotta say, I think that this uh, move is, it's not good. Yeah, it's kind of, it's a bit much considering what the guy did. And let me make it clear, this guy wasn't completely innocent. Oh, he's no saint. Yeah, yeah, he was like trying to sell people like pirated software, like as a marketing like strategy. That's all he did, yeah. And he- also... Like, holding people's hardware up for ransom by putting malware into it. But, yeah, not saying the guy's blameless, but also that's a weird move. Yeah, Uh, it's weird. I don't know. It it seems as though they're they're using him almost like as an example. Yeah. Which, to be completely fair, Nintendo does not hold hostages. They do not uh, just, just... let people go scot-free if there's anybody who does anything that they don't like they will try to do legal action yeah which i i don't really like i've never been a fan of nintendo's whole business uh, practice business practice and especially legal practice yeah Uh, they they've always uh try to be the ruler of their own content Hmm. no matter what yeah which Mm -hmm. i don't know i it's going to be a really weird transition going into any new other news, which is pretty funny because uh, E3 is dead. Yeah, that's that's something that happened. Yeah. Uh, there, all this news somehow kind of connects to each other. There's like an even flow of just like stuff that's kind of like strange, but at the same time connected. Yeah, yeah. So E3 is dead. The, this uh, has been something that's been going around. Uh, probably everybody knows at this point. Um, E3, you know, was that, that one video game conference that everybody loved to watch, to go to, uh, just, just 
be there and live in the moment. Uh, Even though usually you had to be like a developer press to actually get in. Yeah. There were some, like, I think, like, show floors that, that people could go to. But, like, like, yeah, the big money. press conferences where it's, like, the performances and whatnot. Yeah, that that's... That's uh, just press. Yeah. Which, um, that's no longer going to be a thing. Yeah. Uh, as it turns out, because of uh, the pandemic and all that stuff, everybody's kind of realized, hey, we can just do stuff online. Yeah. And... On top of that, if we want to get good feedback from demos, stuff like that, um, we can just give it to people online, the demos, yeah. and we'll get much more feedback than any anywhere else. Yeah, than like doing it in person, right? So, they a, a lot of people left, and it got to a point where E three just it wasn't uh, uh, logical to to continue. Yeah. Um. Hmm. It was, yeah. It was kind of past its time. I mean, what, what, what were what were your favorite moments? My favorite moments from E three. Yeah. Um. Hmm. I don't know. I can't really recall any in particular. Really. But I just know that I like game reveals in general. So. Yeah, that's actually pretty fair. Mm-hmm. I I remember being like seven, eight, and pretty much going online and watching those videos of like yeah. when e3 was happening not live mm-hmm. but um it was always something super special just actually seeing because i remember um the reveal actually of mario bros wii oh um new super mario brothers wii i remember it was like on the the screen and everything the the cover art um, that that you see everywhere. It was mm-hmm. just right there, and I was like, oh my gosh. It, it just felt like everything was changing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's usually how it felt with E3. It felt like when something, when an E3 performance was happening, it felt like new, or like, you know, like lives were changing. It felt like things were finally happening. History was happening right before your eyes. Mm-hmm. Which I know is very strange to say for basically a glorified commercial. Yeah. But... Personally, I just, it's always something that, it's the same as people watching the Apple showcases. Oh, yeah, those. Stuff like that. That it, It's that same revolution of the, the iPhone, you know, seeing something like that, a touchscreen and a phone. Mm-hmm. Um, for them, that was history being changed. Yeah. And that's kind of how I felt with E3, so it's actually kind of a sad thing to see it go. Yeah, it's kind of sad, but also, like. I can see why it was just it's twenty twenty three. Yeah, it's twenty twenty three. It's not not exactly exactly like suitable for this time, um, but it's still I I love the moments that we had the mm-hmm. stupid stupid moments that we had in E three. Oh yeah, it was also the fact that as soon as like a few hours after the news got dropped, Jeff Keeley was like. Summer Game Fest is still happening, guys. Yeah, that's the online version, basically, of E3. And he basically took every company that was already at E3 and just, yeah, stole them. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the biggest... It, w- it was a good own. Mm-hmm. That was a really good one. Um, but on the next line of news, which is why everything's kind of connected... Uh, Something that Nintendo is kind of doing that's kind of interesting, fun, and not, you know, life-ruining. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Nintendo is doing a uh, Nintendo Live 2023, um, which is basically, from what it looks like, a uh, uh, video game Nintendo version of E3, but it's just them. Yeah. And it's going to have stuff like uh, gameplay, live stage performances, tournaments, photo ops, more, more, more. They, they, they've just said that. Mm-hmm. Which I'm going to take a guess and say it's either in June or July when they're right. going to be doing this. Yeah. Maybe that August. Makes sense. It's mm-hmm. going to be in the summertime, I feel like, though. Mm-hmm. It just can't go anywhere else. Right. Um, which, all right, now that we are graduating and now that we might be, you know, like, getting, like, jobs, I don't know, something like that. Like, yeah. Like, legit jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, Not me. Well, yeah, you, you're grad, you're going to graduate school uh, Eventually, later. yeah. yeah. Uh, what, what what are your thoughts? Do you think that uh, you'd go? Uh, first of all, where is it? Seattle. No. <laughs> but let's say you had a good amount of money. You could just. I mean, go. sure, whatever. But like, all the all the stuff's gonna be online anyway, right? I don't know. Maybe they'll have like demos that are actually really cool that you couldn't have gotten anywhere else. Perhaps. Those were some of my favorite moments doing the, like, uh, I got to play, what was it, Smash Bros. for the 3DS and Wii U mm-hmm. um, before it came out. And it wasn't that, like, eShop demo. Right. Um, it, they, they were, like, legitimate, like, demos that were only happening in, like, one day at Best Buy. Interesting. And, like, Nintendo would go around and, like, do all that stuff. They, mm. they used to do that all the time. And it's something that I always felt uh, was just, like, was incredible because mm-hmm. you got little pins of the you know smash bros for the 3ds and wii u right you got, like little caps you got like all sorts of cool little uh, uh things uh you know gear that you wouldn't get otherwise mm-hmm. those were some of the moments that just like live in my head rent free interesting yeah i i just guess i just don't really get it because i haven't done that before late <laughs> no it's mm. not yeah, but um, I mean, the last time Nintendo did something like this, it was uh, like 2010's E3. Which did not go well. Yeah. Skyward Sword, I remember, uh, the demo did not go well. It completely malfunctioned all yep. of the uh, uh, motion. Yep, it sure did, and... That's probably what motivated them to just do directs from then on. I think that's literally it. I, I think that was pretty much what said it. On top of the Wii music thing from just two years before. Uh, nobody. I, I still think about the Wii Fit one. My body is ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a good one. Reggie, I miss you. Oh, it's not like he's dead. No, but uh, Nintendo's eyes, he is. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway. Yeah. yeah, anyway, uh, I think that's all the news, Yeah, isn't it? We we do have a topic here today, yep. and uh, I think this one is going to be just a little bit shorter, but I think it will be interesting. Right. Uh, we, we have um, shovelware games. Yep, shovelware. Which we're kind of looking specifically at the Wii era. Oh, oh right, yeah. Uh, you know, we could, we could look at a few other things, but it was, like, most prevalent in the Wii era. Um, Definitely. Yeah. And the PS2, I would say. I think, like, those consoles were, like, 
known for having the worst games imaginable. Yep, the worst shovelware, just because... It was cheap? Yeah, it was cheap, and they sold a lot, so... I mean... You could say the same for, like, the DS, like, that had a lot. Oh, my gosh, yeah. They're the, it was just, like, the 2000s. Shovelware, I, I guess I should mention, you know, what shovelware is. It's those games that you saw at the store that was, like, five bucks. Like, originally, when you looked at it, like, back in, like, let's say it was May 2009, mm-hmm. and it was, like, 60 bucks, and you were like, oh, man, who would buy this? And then I'm not joking, like, within two months, by the time it was, like, July... That's it. It was $5. It was in a bin. Mm-hmm. And you were like, man, who would buy this? But there was always uh, that one kid that was like, oh, man, 5 bucks for this? This is a steal. And they'd buy it. Right. And they'd try it. And it would suck, but it was the only game they had. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, it wasn't that I my parents didn't have money. Like, Well, no. It was more so that they didn't understand like that these games were bad. They're just like, oh, well, it's a Max, video is, game. Max has watched this movie. He he plays video games. Therefore, what games did you get? <clears throat> I don't know. I got a lot. But the two that stick out in my mind on the Wii were, what was it? Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, the video game. You're kidding. And also Kung Fu Panda, the video game. Uh, Kung Fu Panda... It wasn't bad, I'd say. It, honestly, for a licensed shovelware, it was pretty good. Uh, it changed a lot from the movie, though. I just remember that. like, There were st- certain sections where I was like, this wasn't in the movie. Was it just like added? Or? Yeah, just added. Like, You got you to gotta give a little bit more context. Yeah, yeah there's like an remember. example. Right. I want an example. Because yeah. Kung Fu Panda is like one of the... like top dreamworks movies and i gotta know what they added to this this masterpiece to make it possibly not good so do you remember that part in the movie where like shifu is training poe in the mountains yeah there's like three no there's like four levels dedicated to that it's not even in the mountains like you go through a swamp and there's like a desert and it's just really weird like they just add stuff just to pad the game's length because... It was probably really short otherwise. Exactly. Uh, I also remember it had, like, a multiplayer mode, which was, like... It was, like, Power Stone, pretty much. Power Stone. It's a Capcom Dreamcast-exclusive fighting game where it's, like, a 3D brawler, but <laughs> it's from a fixed camera's perspective, and you, like, pick up power-ups and, like... It's like Smash Bros, but in 3D, pretty much. Huh. I've heard it's actually pretty fun, and I just know people reference it a lot. There's even a One Piece version of Power Stone on the GameCube. That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. And the Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs one, don't really remember it that much, but I know that I like played through it once. I was like, this is fun, except I was a kid, so I was probably stupid. I I think the one shovelware game that I'm remembering now that you're mentioning it, because I'm like, oh, man, what movie shovelware did I play? Well, there's one on the GameCube that we really, really liked that was Shrek 2. Oh, yeah. the It was like this multiplayer game. Yep. And I don't even know. It felt like one of those like arcade like 
gauntlet beat-em-ups. Yeah, I remember seeing, like, footage of that. And it was, like, really, really fun. Gabe and I, uh, my brother and I, we, we just played it all the time, and we enjoyed so much of it. I'm surprised we never bought it, because we just kept renting it. Hmm. Um, but the, the one game that I do remember, now that we keep talking about it, that's like a movie, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I hated it, but like I would just keep playing it. Mm-hmm. It was um, <laughs> it was for the Wii. It was Harry Potter and um, the Order of the Phoenix. I never got close to any of the direct movie-related Harry Potter titles. I played one on the GameCube that was like a Quidditch game. Yes, we own that one. Oh, nice. We were so excited for it because Gabe was so into Harry Potter and he thought that Quidditch was so cool. <laughs> and then it turned out to be, like, not a good game. I don't know. I thought it was fine. I can't remember. I, I think it was one of those things where it's, like, it's a sports game, so he was like, what is this? Yeah. I mean, it's just, like... I think the object of the game was literally just to score points until the snitch shows up, and then... If you got the snitch, then yeah, that's it. Yeah. But besides that, the AI was, like, dumb. So you could just, like, run circles around them. I think we were kids, and we just didn't know that. And we were like, these are... They're so hard. No, I I played it at a point where I was like, this is easy. I don't remember. At this point, I feel like that we thought it was hard, but maybe I'm completely forgetting it. I just remember playing the Quidditch game, and I was like, what is this? Flying around on sticks? What's going on? I only knew the movies, and I just remembered bits when I was a kid, and I was like, I I, I don't remember this, but sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I do remember we did have, um, boy, I want to say it was uh, uh, Chamber of Secrets. Oh, on yeah. the GameCube, mm-hmm. which sucked. It was so bad. And we also had, basically my brother was like a big bookworm. Mm-hmm. And he would just read all sorts of like fantasy things. So lo and behold, he read The Hobbit and he was like, yo, there's a Hobbit game oh, on, yeah, on GameCube. Yeah, on Game GameCube as well. PC. Yeah. All that stuff. And I tried playing it once, and it was very creepy and not good. Oh, yeah, it's got a thriving speedrun community, though. What? Yeah, like, it's actually really interesting to watch a Hobbit speedrun. I gotta see this. I <clears throat> That's so interesting. I had no idea that this was, like, a big thing. Mm-hmm. Or I guess it had. I don't know. I haven't looked at it recently but like you haven't seen the hobbit speed running community recently i have not unfortunately tisk tisk shame on you uh well you didn't even know about them until i told you yeah but you knew and you haven't looked at them so tisk tisk uh, i guess touche <laughs> no it doesn't matter um i there were just so many different shovelware games the more i think about it that i just played as a kid that i didn't realize it was shovelware i was like ah man this is interesting i guess Mm -hmm. like uh one that i hated one that i absolutely despised i think mostly because it was my siblings uh they they loved it you Mm -hmm. know they they absolutely uh adored it and 
uh, I remember my mom being like, oh, play with, you know, Ella, play, uh, play, uh, birthday party bash. Oh, yeah. With Ella. And I remember being like, no, I don't want to. I was so upset every single time. And when I was playing it, uh, uh, they would win and I'd be like, this sucks. <laughs> because it's, it was their favorite game. Of course they knew how to play the game. Yeah, and I was yeah. just there like, I don't want to play pin the tail on the donkey. <laughs> it was just uh. a bunch of party games, like birthday party games, but like with like really bad AI. Mm-hmm. If anything, every ch- single time that I played it, I think I was very depressed. Oh. Hmm. I don't know if it was like something that I just consciously thought of, but like the more I kept thinking about it, I'm like, wow, this is depressing. It's, What's the point? Yeah. Well, not just that, but it's a bunch of games that you would play on your birthday. And you're not. Right. And it's not your birthday. Mm-hmm. You aren't playing it with a bunch of friends. You're playing it with a bunch of computers. Right. It's basically the equivalent of like a birthday party. Nobody shows up and you're like, oh man, you know, I guess I could play with my imaginary friends. Hmm. It just seems so depressing just thinking that someone loved the games so much that they would play them outside of their birthday with no friends. Perhaps. Yeah, I mean, there are certainly some strange shovelware examples. It just made me sad every time. I always wanted to cry when I played it because it just... I was so sad. I was like, who would do this to themselves? And there's Ella just yeah. having the time of her life. Oh my god. It was hmm. <sighs> It was such a dumb time. Mm-hmm. But what were what, what you said you had like a Madagascar game. Oh yeah, I did. Um that was on the PS2. It was strange because it was also pretty good, honestly, for what it was. Um, there's another example of they added things like all over the place, but it's like a col- it was like a collectathon 3D platformer, where the collectathon element is that you collect these cards and they give you certain abilities, like you. You'd play Alex the Lion and get the ability to roar. That's actually pretty fun. Or, like, you play as Melman, the giraffe, and you get the ability to, like, hover because he just spins in the air. There was a collectathon game that was for the Rugrats, I remember. Mm-hmm. It's for the GameCube, and I always thought it was the weirdest game imaginable. Yeah. It was a fever dream and a half. Hmm. Yeah, um,. There were also, like, mini-games. So, like, you could play shuffleboard and, <laughs> like, golf, like, mini-golf. How fun was that? I honestly played that more than the regular levels. Oh, my gosh. It also had a demo of, like, the Over the Hedge game also on PS2. You just, like, had all sorts of DreamWorks movie games. Yeah. I don't know. I think Disney already had stopped by then, so... They did and they didn't. I remember on the Wii, there was a Pirates of the Caribbean game mm-hmm. that basically went through, like, the second and third game movie. movies, yeah. And I'm trying to remember how it went, but it was almost... 
you had to use the Wii remote to basically do the sword fighting and all that stuff. Right. It looked almost like it was on a side scrolling thing, so it almost looked like Nidhogg. Oh, almost. yeah. Yeah. And you would do all sorts of stuff, and pretty much you would just play as one character, and then you'd have to fight another one. It was basically all the different fights from the movies. Interesting. And you would just, every single time that you won, you would just progress through the movie pretty much hmm. to the next fight. Hmm. And there were some moments where I remember uh, there were no fights sometimes in the movies, but they would be like, no, there has to be one. So you just get people who are kind of like ticked off and then they'd be like, oh, let's fight. And it would be like, whoa, just when did that like happen? like some goons. Yeah. Yeah. It would just be like. Or just, like, key characters, and they're like, oh, we have a little bit of a quarrel with each other fight. So it's pretty much, like, set up, like, another realm story mode. That's exactly what it felt like. You have to justify the characters fighting, so they just get, like, pissed off, and then... They fight to the death. No, and then they get up, and they're like, okay, death. we're good. Yeah. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. I, I always remember thinking, like, this is so strange, but, like, I remember we had a lot of fun with it. It seems like an interesting experience, if nothing else. I never talked about, though, what that Order of the Phoenix game did. There was, like, Order of the Phoenix game. You kind of went around the school just kind of trying to find stuff, and I remember specifically, I do not know, because I've never watched the movie. I've never... Really? No. I, I read, like, a quarter of the book before I was like, oh my gosh, this is so long, I'm not doing this. Yeah. Um... But there was a certain point where, like, I remember Snape, mm -hmm. for some reason, was, like, putting Harry in some sort of, like, interrogation room. Hmm. And it was almost like he was trying to, like, make him forget certain things. Interesting. Or, like, make him do certain things. I just remember there was, like, a certain room where it was just dark, and Harry was just kind of, like, either just sitting in the chair or he was tied up... It was something where, like, it was a punishment, and Snape would just start doing that, and you'd have to use the wand in a certain way, your your Wii remote, in a certain way, to try to not forget something. I feel like I am making all this stuff up, but, like, <laughs> I think it was a thing. Interesting. And I, and I remember a certain point where, uh, what was it? You, uh, you, you got so fed up with it that you actually like got Snape in the chair and you tried to do the same thing. No, I think he was trying to extract memories from you. Oh, that was to, yeah, that was a thing, I think. To to actually try to know like what you did. Right, yeah, I remember that. That was a thing in yeah. the story. Yeah, and I remember like yeah, and then you you saw like a bunch of like memories of like Snape's childhood. And, yeah, like, yeah, that that Hogwarts. was definitely yeah when yeah. he gets like bullied. Yeah, and I was always like, "What is going on?" I was a kid, so I was like, "Okay, yeah, this is whoa, happening." Whoa, Harry Potter, yeah. I remember my brother didn't play it, and I was like, "Oh, I'll play it. I'll be cool. I'll beat it before him." I was always competitive against my brother, mm -hmm. and even though I hated the game, I was like, I'll beat it before him. Yeah, just to spite him. And, uh, yeah, I played, and I was like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm winning. <laughs> uh, but Are you winning, son? Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing, but yes, I am. Yeah. You should still watch the movies, even if 
you know, the story itself is created by J.K. Rowling. Yeah. The people who made the movies aren't transphobic, as far as I know. Yeah, that's that's something that... Either that or I wait for the sixth season of Harry Potter on Max. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're making that new... St- uh, st- every, apparently, every book is going to be, like, one season. So I'm like, oh, sixth season. That's... Or not sixth, fifth. Fifth hmm. fifth season, and then I'll, I'll be able to know what happened in Order of the Phoenix. You know, I wonder what'll happen... How they'll handle, because, like, Hermione is, like, black, like, canonically now. Yes. And I wonder how they'll handle her being anti-slavery and people making fun of her for it. I still don't understand how J.K. Rowling just, like, describes someone who was, like, brown hair, white skin. And and then then just said, oh, oh, she's she's black. black. Yeah. Turns out when you, uh... When you're just generally not right in the head, you can do stuff like that. It's interesting. It's a interesting time. I, yeah. There were just so many different shovelware games of Harry Potter. Yeah. That I, I had remember. one on the Game Boy Color that I never played because I never had a Game Boy Color. <laughs> I had a Game Boy Color game, or just a Game Boy game. I remember very specifically, it was a Star Wars game. Hmm. And it was about Yoda. It was like Yoda's like journey. Or Yoda Yoda's, stories. Yoda stories. That's what it was. Yes. Yeah. They. It's a port of like these games for like Windows back in the day that were like it was like randomly generated adventures. It was pretty much like the same league of like as like Solitaire and Minesweeper, where you could just boot up the game, do a quick like mindless adventure, and then yeah, then you're good. You're kidding. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, no, I'm not kidding. I, I'm well, serious. Well, yeah, you're serious. Mm-hmm. No, I I had that as a kid, and I was like, Star Wars, I love Star Wars. And I'd play it, and I'm like, what is this? <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I would just move around, I'm like, there, there's no way to play this. Pretty much the object was to just find Yoda. That is so dumb. Yeah. I mean, I, you'd have to, like, ask people where he is. There was, like, rudimentary combat. Uh, yeah, I can't believe that I spent so much time trying it out and being like, in fact, there were not I only that, you had to find R2-D2. I, point is, you have to find like someone. That. Yeah, there is something like that. I also had a Lord of the Rings Game Boy Advance game. Hmm. It was be either Two Towers or Return of the King. Probably Two Towers. I just remember... I didn't know what I was supposed to... There were so many Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games, and I was like, what is happening? Hmm. Like a Ghostbusters one. Yep. I still don't understand that one. Mm-hmm. It sucked so bad. Hmm. Well, I mean, hey, brand recognition is powerful. It really is. And I had too many brand uh, uh, games. Yep, too many licensed games. What other kind of shovelware did you play? Do you have any? Hmm. Nothing that isn't unlicensed, honestly. Like, you don't have that that Switch game that's like Popeye? I do not have the Popeye uh, Switch Switch game. Wasn't that made by the same people who did, like, the calculator app? Yep. On the Switch? Yeah. True masters of our time. The truest of them all. Mm Mm-hmm. I... 
don't know. I'm just curious. I, I wasn't sure if you had any other shovelware. Because I feel like Not I have to my like, knowledge. a ton. Not to my knowledge, because all the other licensed games I played, because I already elaborated on this, they were pretty good. Like, it wasn't even that they were absolute garbage. But they were still, like, yeah. It's still a licensed game. Like, that's still, you know, a bar, like, a few steps lower on the game hierarchy than, like, anything else, but still. I remember there was one birthday that I had, like, in second second grade or third grade, and uh, I knew that someone had gotten me a Wii game, and I was so excited. Because this, like, friend, I knew him. He he had gotten, like, Twilight Princess for the Wii for, yeah. like, his birthday before. And I was like, oh, man, he's going to get, you know, I'll, I'll get some cool Mario game, something like that. I don't know, maybe that would be it. And I open it, and it was Iron Man 2 for I the had Wii. A, I had an Iron Man game on the DS. That one I remember being bad. <laughs> Most of those were terrible. Yep. I just remember seeing him, and he was like, what do you think? I was like, great. This is great, man. <laughs> and I knew, because like, I, was, I, I was one of those kids where I'm like, oh, if I trade something in, I could get money, and I could get a better game, stuff mm-hmm. like that. I knew I wouldn't get any money from it, so I was like, I'm stuck with it. Right. I'm stuck with it. And I decided to play, and I was actually having fun until it like glitched, and I was like soft-locked. Oh, and I was like, this sucks, and I never played it again. Hmm. That's funny. There were so many moments where I got shovelware, and I didn't even realize it was shovelware. Until it was too late. I was like, what is this? I don't it's, like this. It's a bad game. It's just a bad game. And you know what? It was. Yeah. It was a bad game. <laughs> yeah, it was a bad game. No. Uh, that That's pretty much all I had in hmm. a certain way for, for shovelware. Oh, right. We should probably end off with, like, how it is now. Uh, it's still a thing. It's still yeah, a It big still thing. exists. It's just not as prominent. It's, it's not prominent. It's still there, and I would say it's more on the digital shops. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's moved to online stores rather than clogging up shelf space. Yeah. If it does clog up shelf space, then that's just bad marketing and that bad, it's, like financial strategies then it's the crazy chicken shooter edition on the uh, ps5 like remake on ps5 exclusive to ps5 probably one of the few ps5 exclusives like true exclusive and it is the most shovelware of shovelware you could ever imagine i don't even know what the game's like content is i just i've seen it let me just say there is a certain point where i have looked at i'm like should I just get it just to see what it is like? Hmm. Like, if I if it was, like, $10... Right, like, would it be worth it to buy? Just give it a shot. See what it how, how it utilizes the PS5's advanced tech. Mm-hmm. What will it do? What will the chicken do? As, like, ray traced... Will the chicken finally cross the road? Will it get shot? What happens? Yeah, probably the latter. Considering the title. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. That's true. Unless the chicken is doing the shooting, then like... There's too many questions. You gotta go get it. You gotta get Chicken Shooter for the PS5. 
Yeah, even if it's seventy dollars. If it's seventy dollars, that just means it's even more worth it. Exactly. It has to be. Otherwise, like what? That's the value of it. Mm-hmm. It has to be good. Yeah. If I pay seventy dollars for something, it it has to be good. There's a certain point where you could even call some of the like AAA or third party games that are just so bad potential shovelware. Perhaps, yeah. Like Forspoken. Oh yeah, Forspoken. I would call that shovelware since you would probably find that in a five dollar bin like within a few months. Yeah, probably. I mean, what was it? The studio that developed it is already shut down. Yeah, Square Enix was like, no. They were made specifically to create Forspoken, and they're already... Like, within the month that it came out, they were like, no, you're gone. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bell and Wonderworld is oh, discontinuing print. Bell and Wonderworld is shovelware at its finest. The farmer will not rage against the storm anymore. He will not. He'll be at peace. And the creator will be very content in jail. Yuji Naka will be in prison for insider trading. That was one of the... You know what? You're right. That's the best closer right there. Battle in Wonderworld. It is the funniest bit of shovelware because it sucks so bad... It costs so much money. I mm-hmm. think it was made, or it, it was like made the same day as like Monster Hunter Rise. Yeah, released the same. Yeah, released like day or two. Mm-hmm. Um, same week probably. I think it was. I all... think Square Enix does Tuesday releases, right? Oh, uh, you're right. So yeah, probably the same week. I just remember seeing it at GameStop, like the videos. And I was mm-hmm. like, look away, honey. Yeah, it seems you know? like the same thing as like gorilla releasing horizon stuff right before like like breath of the wild and elden ring and then they just they had like their final trailer for burning shores like the day of the final tears of the kingdom trailer at this point someone just someone's horny for like getting one-upped by other open world games it's hilarious (laughs) it's the funniest thing ever From that that entire studio. But hey, Burning Shores released what? Like yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday, and it's not within the immediate proximity of another game. At the same time, you pretty much only had three weeks, and then Tears Tears of of the the Kingdom. Kingdom. But like, at least they learned their lesson a little bit. They got twenty-one days. Yeah, twenty-one days for people to talk about it, and then say, "All right, well." Or, you know, less than a week because Xenoblade 3 DLC and... Yeah, they messed up still. Uh-huh. They, they... I don't know what it is about that game. That game just cannot catch a break. Yeah, that's serious. That or that people don't want it to catch a break. But regardless, Bell and Wonderworld, uh, that one I think is the best closer because it's so bad. It released around the same time as a great game. And the creator got locked up because of that very game. Oh, no, just because he was insider training in general? But it was, like, because he he was originally, Lost like, money. he went into Square Enix right. for that game. And then left. Yes. Yeah. It's, no matter Probably what, it's still connected. Bell and Wonderworld is still connected. Yeah. To, to him insider trading. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's how funny that shovelware is. Mm-hmm. 
So we do have one final thing, and we'll make it very quick. No matter what, we do have our random game of the week. Yep. And this week, it randomly picked Resident Evil 4. Yep. Which, I know that does not seem random. It is random. I swear. I swear yeah, the, it is the random. Yeah, we all picked it. He saw us. it, too. Yep. I'm the witness. Um, This is one of my favorite games. Yeah. That that remake mm-hmm. is so good. It has so many little Easter eggs, literal eggs. Yeah. It's so good. Yep. What would you have to say about Resident Evil 4? Uh, well, I played a little bit of the original. It didn't really jive with me. Yeah, it doesn't usually. Mm-hmm. It's like the movement's kind of weird. I got used to it after like an hour or two. I never got used to it. Every mm-hmm. single time I played it, I was like, this doesn't work with me. Where did I stop? Where did I stop? That Right, I stopped at the cabin. Good for you. Yeah, because that was like, in the original, I just couldn't do it. I actually finished the cabin in uh, the VR version. Mm-hmm. And I kept accidentally hitting Luis, and he kept killing me because yeah. of that. Yeah, like... Uh, that wasn't that was the other thing like i knew i couldn't i could not under any circumstance friendly fire against luis yeah so this game is actually really cool there's a lot of different partners that you can get in the game and it's a full action game pretty yeah. much like it, it's horror elements, elements yeah. sprinkled in all over the place to the point that it's great horror action mm-hmm. um what made it so good though um was the combat it was so much fun yeah and the horror elements were so scary uh especially the remake the remake was able to really freak me out sometimes Mm -hmm. um for me it was like jump scares occasionally really like not even jump scares where i would like viscerally react it would be more like i got startled (laughs) like like, ah nah, he got me I would get so uh, scared when there were just so many enemies. Oh, yeah, like the tension. The claustrophobia in the game is just so great mm-hmm. um, because the AI, the, the the original game did a good job with its AI of yeah. kind of, you know, getting around you. It was good at that. The remake, the AI is so good that it will flank you in any way, shape, or form imaginable. Yeah, they'll, like, surround you and... They will surround you to the point that you feel like there is no exit. Yeah, uh, that's where all, like, the cool weapons come in, because, like, unlike pretty much every uh, every Resident Evil game up to that point, you get an access, you get access to, like, a wide range of weapons. Mm-hmm. So, like, you just start out with a handgun and, like, you get a shotgun, but then you get to buy more Eventually, you're just a walking arsenal. Yeah, the the original Resident Evil games, they do have, like, a certain point where it's like, oh, you get a handgun. Oh, you get a shotgun. Oh, you get, like... A magnum. A magnum. Oh, you get, like, the cool gun. You hmm. get four guns, usually. That's, yeah. like, the biggest amount. Yeah. Um, and in this one, they completely changed it up. So it's, like, handgun, shotgun, SMG rifle uh a rocket launcher magnum. uh magnum uh, uh crossbow crossbow that's a new one um yeah. there's just so many different variants of those types too mm-hmm. that it's to the point where it's like you, you start looking at the merch and you're like oh you know what should i upgrade what should i sell what mm-hmm. should i keep what should i you know toss out yeah yeah 
uh, plus in the remake, I feel like this it just makes the story and like the characters actually make sense. Yes. Instead of just being like cartoonish, like caricatures of a story and characters. They they actually had so much personality in this one. Yeah. It's it's has so much soul, unlike some people believe. Uh there there's a video Crowby Cat. Yeah. I'm calling you out. Who uh says I've always that disliked you and now I'm vindicated. Now <laughs> I finally have a reason. Yep. Um No, I I someone was comparing how like four the original had so much soul, the remake doesn't I think it's the exact opposite in some ways. Hmm. I think that, if anything, both of them do have soul, but really, when it comes to the remake, they actually had time to flesh things out and make it make sense. Mm -hmm. And in the original, they were like, we have to get this released. Yeah, like Shinji Mikami had already gone through like two other versions of this game. And he was like, it sucks. Just like, Okay, I'm just going to make it, like, full action, baby. Full action. Just do what is fun. Yeah. And then we'll make a plot later. He made the plot, the entire script and plot, in two weeks. Hmm. Jeez, yeah. That's all it took. I could... No, I could tell things were different in the remake when you're, like, in the car in the opening segment. And Leon doesn't tell the Spanish cops that, like... He's after the president's daughter. Uh, Unlike the original where he just like, where there was like an understanding that that's what they're after. Like you think a secret agent would want like some confidentiality, you, you know? Think. And then, you know, he gets in the house and he actually speaks Spanish to the first Ganado he sees. And Ashley actually... Has a character. Has a character, and the screams are actually, like, of distress. I'm like, oh, God, I need to save Ashley instead of, oh, I need to save Ashley. I'm going to shoot her. (laughs) (laughs) Except now you can't because she'll die in one hit. Yeah. There's a lot of different systems that they updated that I think they did a good job with. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially not giving Ashley a health bar. That's one thing that I always really disliked about the original was having to heal myself. And if she got hurt, well, dang, I have to use my own healing items to help her. Yeah. It just made things so upsetting. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I I really like that they added a knife parry. The knife parry is so good, and it Mm -hmm. made the uh, uh, a certain boss fight so much fun. Mm Mm-hmm. I... Can't we just, like, talk about it? Because, like... It's a remake of the original. It's been, like, 18 years. Yeah. Like, come on. And it's a port for everything. Krauser. Yeah, Krauser is in the game, and you fight him. It's not a quick-time event this time. No, it's, it's like a full-on, like, Sekiro, like, pair, like knife fight. Mm-hmm. It's a completely different section of the game, too. It's one of my favorite things about the game, actually. Mm-hmm. Looking at it... um. Just because Krauser, that whole fight, while they are talking about stuff, it feels so organic. Yeah. Everything about it just feels right mm-hmm. while they're just talking about it. makes it make sense. It makes sense. It finally makes sense. It doesn't feel like we missed out on something that was supposed to be there. I mean, we literally did. Most people did. Yeah. Well, like, 
in the original, that one was yeah. even worse because they acted like we were supposed to know. Yeah, like, it was like, ah, Operation Javier, and you're like, what, what is that? Well, and even then, um, in the, the, the remake, they kind of mention, you know, what happened. I think they even have, like, a certain note later yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, where it's like, what tells you exactly what happened on that mission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's stuff like that where I'm just like, that's better. They finally did something good for that. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I always felt like the original was just a, a good, like, 91, 92%. It was a good, yeah. like, A-. minus. Mm-hmm. I think that the remake has made it that full 100% that everybody says it is. Hmm. Yeah, I'd say so. That's all I had. Yeah. Uh, one extra note, though, uh... They they should have brought back the your right hand comes off joke. I wish that was there. We yeah, that's, a, that's another thing. Leon keeps the one liners. So many, of the but one-liners. like at the same time, it seems like he's doing it more to cope with like the horrors he's experiencing rather than he actually seems depressed. Yeah, I mean, considering Raccoon City, like I love that about him in this one. Yeah. He actually has like. Seems like it affected him. It really affected him. Instead of being like an emo boy, like, you know, trademark emo boy. Like an RE6. Yeah, an RE6 or even RE4. I feel like RE4 RE4, he's just like, remember, RE4 was meant, or DMC1 was meant to be RE4 before. So they probably, Leon's personality in that is probably a leftover from what they were about to make Dante. That comp cocky yeah like jerk no just cocky like one-liner machine that like right like superhuman dude who just like you know he does kind of give off some of those vibes Mm -hmm. he's also just very weirdly sexist and uh uh kind of racist in in the original i mean yeah it's a different time it was 2004 but even then i I still look at it like dang man (laughs) You really said that? Mm-hmm. Um, American action movie. Yeah. <laughs> All I know is the, the remake just made everybody so much better to the point that it's hard for me to ever go back to the original. We'll probably have to go back at some point and play it just to say I've done it. For you, yeah. Yeah, but you. I, you know what? You could play the Wii version if you want. Uh, that one's good. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll see. I have it. Hmm. I do know a good speed run technique to get past the water hall relatively easy. What, just go back in from the other room? No, um, in the original, because of the adaptive difficulty, mm-hmm. there's a part where you can just get hit for free, and like it'll just think you suck at the game and then remove some of the enemies. Someone had told me, that, or I, I saw a video where, yeah, there's like all those enemies that are in the water hall area. If you literally just turn back... Go into the other room. And, and then, then come head... back. They're gone. Yeah. Huh. But yeah, it's faster to just trick the game into thinking you suck. Speed run tactics. Yep. Oh, man. Well, that's pretty much all I had to say about Resident Evil 4. Yeah. Uh, buy it. Please get it. it. Play the original, like, you know, uh, uh, 1 and 2. Yeah. I would say 2 is, like, the most important to, to really understand, like, Leon's character. Yeah. Um, and some of the other characters that are in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, just play it. It's so great. It is. 
So that's all the time I had. Uh, uh, we have really. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to get to class. So uh, I think that's all for today. We yeah. will uh, get back to you later. And yeah. Have a great rest of your week, everybody. Yeah. Have a good week. All right. See you, everybody. <laughs>